0: Thanks for listening. This is Momentum, the entrepreneurship podcast for photographers. I'm your host, Nate Grahek, portrait photographer and entrepreneur. Join me each week as I interview the most successful and inspiring photographers in our industry. We bring you innovative and proven business strategies you can use to shift the momentum in your own photography business, giving you the freedom to do more of what you love in business and in life. Hello and welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. I've got a special guest. Today, we have Marco Ibanez from Washington, D.C. He's a photographer specializing in boudoir and has really, I think, made a mark for himself so quickly. Number one, with just amazing imagery. Uh, everybody I'm talking to is like, oh my gosh, have you heard about Marco? Have you seen his work? So beautiful work and just a really generous spirit who's willing to share this amazing journey he's been on to growing a thriving photography business and, and just in giving back to other photographers um, the things that have been working for him and the lessons he's learned along the way. So thank you, Marco, so much for, for joining me today.
1: Uh, no, thank you very much, uh, Nate. That's a very nice introduction you, you made. Uh, so thank you very much. I'm happy to uh, share uh, you know, my experience and, and you know, the things that you think I can contribute to, to the audience
0: um so i think that let's do some uh, some basic things for people who haven't seen your work or heard about your journey mm-hmm. uh, you, you decided to specialize in boudoir let's yeah. start there so you've been doing it professionally for just over four years right um, yes exactly
1: mm-hmm.
0: how did you decide to what, what uh, has it been a total of four years as a pro and did you start immediately as a, focusing on boudoir
1: Yes. Uh, so, uh, actually, at the beginning, uh, I wanted to do weddings uh, so mm-hmm. badly. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's what I wanted to do. I was trying to get uh, some, some gigs, um, you know, as a second photographer. Uh, but I could never find anybody <laughs> that would call me or, you know, wanted me to do their wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, a profile in Model Mayhem uh, kind of to build my portfolio yep. uh, to show people. And one model called me or contact me to do a, not a boudoir session, but a, more a, like a lingerie kind of session. Yeah. And so we did it and she really, really loved it. And so she told a friend of hers and then, you know, that friend told another friend and, you know, that's how we ended up doing uh, boudoir, which I, I actually enjoy a lot. Um, it gives me the opportunity to... Um, to change people's uh, life, uh, you know, in, in the way that they feel more confident, right? Uh, there's some empowering women. Uh, that's something that I, I really like, uh, the reaction of my clients when they see their photos and see how they, beautiful they are. Most women actually, uh, 97% of, of women have, uh, you know, and I hate my body moment yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. during the day. Uh, you know, so it's it's crazy, uh, and I didn't didn't know that before getting into boudoir, but uh, I could see it. You know, even with uh, really beautiful models. Uh, they were really self-conscious about you know oh i have this you know don't don't take me from this side because this is my bad eye or you know my my arms are too fat and i was like really <laughs> it's like yeah. insane you know but uh so i guess all of us have our insecurities but i think in women especially um strong because of you know our society and you know that way uh yeah. you know women are are treated really (laughs) in our our,
0: and i think in our political climate right now it's uh it's just i think it's really relevant i think we're kind of it's a resurgence back to celebrating uh strong women and that we all come in all shapes and sizes and exactly as a a, as a um a father of a of a a nine-year-old um it's definitely on my mind like the the messages that I, I'm trying so hard to, to have her know that she's perfect the way she is. I know that, um, very soon here, I, I'm just going to be kind of a whisper.
1: Right. right. And
0: yeah. To the, compared to the, the yelling that our culture does about what, what, what looks right. What's the right way to be and act and look as a, as a woman. And so I, I think that there's a special spot. I think I love working. With boudoir photographers for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. um, I think that it's it 's a newer genre mm-hmm. um, where I think that there's in order to be in boudoir, I see a couple common things I think you 've got to kind of have your act together. A lot of people start photography as a hobby and mm-hmm. kind of can, you mentioned in the pre call they kind of continue to treat it like a hobby, but I think that um, that 's definitely how I started <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but when you do boudoir I think you've got to be a little bit more polished before you throw yourself into like it's just, you just need to you're asking people to be their most vulnerable um yeah in front of, in front of a camera with you and so you've got to have some certain things kind of figured out and I think it's, it just creates a really good foundation to grow a sustainable photography business it's a really exciting way to make a living as a photographer photographer today so uh-huh. Um, before we dig into the rest of the call, I want to give a quick outline like I like to do, guys. So today, um, Marco, we've been talking, he's, a few years ago, it went through a life-altering experience that really pushed him to focus more on the things that he loved and letting go of some of the things that don't. And that story alone caught my attention, and I'm going to have him share that with us and it, the impact it's had on his life and his re- relationship with time. It's really fascinating. Um, we're then going to talk about um, how that that journey continued into his approach to creating simplicity in his business, uh, letting go of some of the gear and the complexity of, of both gear and just the way he was running his business. He'll share with us how he's since simplified, kind of finding that 20% that gives him the, the most value. And then we're going to wrap up uh, geeking out about our favorite, both of us. It's my favorite book. (laughs) I'm assuming it's one of your better marketing books you've read this year. Um, so stick with us to the end. We're going to talk about what that book is and the key lessons we've each kind of taken away from what I think is probably the most important marketing book of the last five years. So let's go back to the beginning, Marco. Mm -hmm. Share with me this moment. Um, when you realized we're, we're not really immortal, like we all have, some similar experience throughout different ways, but you've got a special one.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, a few years ago, uh, a friend of mine uh, died um, unexpectedly. Uh, he had a heart attack, mm-hmm. and you know, it was it, it shocked me uh, really. Uh, you know, I was talking to here one day. Uh, I was talking to him one day, and the other day, he was he was gone. Wow. and uh that made me think about my my own life right what what i have done until then um and what i'm what i want to do uh you know next yeah. and I, it made me realize that we are not immortal although most people uh, including my, myself, until that point, I thought, well, you, you never think about these things, right? You never think about, okay, I could die tomorrow. Right. Um, so it made me think about the things that I have done. Like I I, I, I made an assessment of uh, the things that I have done in my life. And I realized, you know, every every year that passes is kind of repeat, you know, the same thing. is like uh, the movie Groundhog Day, right? <laughs> wake up every day. And it's the same. You wake up at the same time, you commute, you go in the same rows, you talk to the same people, come back, eat, you know, and repeat the next day is the same. So there's, there was no purpose really in my life. I, I didn't accomplish anything really. Um, and so, so it made me think that I, sh- I should change that, right? That, uh, there's something else that I should be doing with my life, so uh, I decided to do more of the things that I loved and less of the things that I don't love and one of the things that I loved was photography i uh i I really love photography for all my life uh, but then it's when I decided you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this more i'm gonna i'm gonna go pro on on this yeah, thing so yeah. that's that's when I decided that. You know, what to, were
0: some of the th- we go back to you you said you loved it for so long and thank you for sharing this this vulnerable story. I I um I've lost people close to me as well. Mm. And it is as sad and sometimes tragic as it is, I think that they would those that we have lost, I think I think they would be glad that we we take their 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 death as a reminder. To live our fullest life
1: absolutely. Um, absolutely
0: I think it's a really powerful reminder and I think we, we, yeah. we fill our lives up with so much stuff it's easy yeah. really easy to forget that there's no guarantees yeah and
1: uh, yeah no sorry I, I was gonna say go something uh, that um, the the thing is that people people can change uh, through you know before you're 25 you know your brain is still still developing, so, <laughs> right. so for for change there. After twenty five, they say the the only the only way for you to really change is through a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. and that's that, that's that's what happened to me, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, what you're saying is absolutely true. You know, uh, I think when that happens to you. Uh, it makes you, it makes you reassess, you know, your yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. life, and you know, so it's it's powerful. In my
0: it, in my early twenties, it reminds me. Oh, I always forget the name of this movie. Um, it Michael Keaton mm. plays a dad who realizes he's got terminal cancer, uh. and he, is and his wife is pregnant, and so he has like a couple months left. Mm. And he he spends it making videos and notes and like how what how, what is he gonna leave his his child and it's such a, wow. a a powerful takeaway a powerful reminder for me all the time especially as a dad I feel like becoming a dad has made me want to live a better life also yeah um what what are the things you can pass on and it's easy to get caught up in the the busyness and be like you know what like what what legacy am I leaving instead of. Uh, Getting caught up in the short, what exactly. what show yeah. am I going to watch tonight on Netflix? Right, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big difference. That is true. Um,
1: that is so true.
0: Okay, so this conti- So this had a, a profound impact. Let's let's zero in on one specifically. You started to simplify your business. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, um, give us some examples of what that looked like for you
1: yeah so uh when i when I was beginning um i I began to explore uh you know different things and this is something that happens to to all of us i think when we when we are beginning we pay too much attention to our equipment right so i I had you know seven different lenses three different cameras uh soft boxes and flashes and tripods and cables, and you know i I, I will bring two suitcases full of equipment to to my shoots, right. and it was very inconvenient and it was a pain uh, in the butt to 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 drag this <laughs> equipment, you know, to every shoot. Um, yeah. So it, it, I was working very inefficiently, right? So uh, I actually my background is in finance, by the way. <laughs> I, that's my major, right? I uh, so. I am very analytical, so at one moment i i sit down, I sat down and began to analyze you know what is what is the equipment that I use the most and I realized well ninety percent of the time I use this one lens and you know the other ten percent I use these other six lenses so uh is it worth it i mean to to have you know all this money invested in this equipment that I use only ten percent of the time right. Probably not. So mm-hmm. I, I began to do that analysis uh, with uh, the way I, I worked, right? Uh, so uh, I ended up you know, selling most of my equipment. And today I shoot with uh, my camera, one camera and one lens, basically. So he I use to that. The
0: cut. I'm, I'm dying yeah. to know what's, the, what's in your kit today.
1: Yeah so I have a, a Canon uh 5 uh, 5D uh, mark 2 yep. yep and uh 50 uh, 1.4 yep um and and I also have an 85 1.2 yep uh, that I kept because I I dropped it <laughs> at uh-huh. one point uh-huh. and yep. it's, it's actually that's the the uh manual focus doesn't work anymore and you know, to to repair is too expensive. You know, it's right, right, right. like fifteen hundred dollars just to repair oh, it. And so yeah, I decided, okay, you know what? I'm just going to keep this one, <laughs> and so <laughs> I use that one sometimes. Yeah, but you know, ninety five percent of the times so I just use my fifty. Yeah, and yeah. my my camera, and that's and that's great. You know, because it just you know I grab my camera, uh, put it on the on my shoulder, and I just go. Uh, yeah, it's just, free.
0: Yeah. I, like I've got. um good friends who are who are marathon runners and they they rave about all of them say that the best thing about being a runner is it requires no gear it doesn't matter like you don't need to all you need is shoes get get some shoes and of course in any sport it doesn't matter what sport you're in or what thing you're into and today's con- c- consumer generation, you just there's, there's endless things and you can go by that make you feel like you're going to do this thing better. <laughs> but at the yeah. end of the day, it doesn't matter. Just go do that thing, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, So I would recommend for people to realize uh, that, right? To, to go and do an analysis on what they're doing. Most likely, uh, 80, 75, 80 percent of the things they, they do. Are consuming uh, most of the time. You know they're doing inefficiently. Right. So identify that twenty percent that actually brings value to you and focus on that. That's yep. you know what I would say to to people with equipment with everything you do. Really uh, everything in life um, is is like that. So it's
0: so funny. I think I see the the reverse being like what I've seen valuable is people start at the beginning of their career before they have solid profit. Mm -hmm. investing and investing in gear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then where a time and time again, we hear stories how that's not actually helping an early photographer get the clients they want, um, attract the right type of clientele, establish a a quick workflow, both during the shoot and after like production, post-production editing and everything. When, when you're experimenting with look and style and all those different gear, it just adds all of this mental load and financial load right yeah but i've seen in the later stages of a photographer's career is when they go get a new a new camera or new lens as a way to kind of re reinspire themselves with a new challenge or a new creative style but it makes more sense later in the later stages after they've already been growing their business and right. instead you found ways to invest Um, I want to talk a little bit more about your time management and how you treat time differently now. Um, also in how you think about investing your money is, it's really fascinating. You said some interesting things. So let's, let's talk about what your approach now to how you invest your money, um, and how you recommend photographers who are just getting started, how they think about their money and their time.
1: Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, in terms of, of time, uh, after the experience I had with my, my friend that passed away, um, I realized that time is, is priceless. At least to me, right? Successful A successful peop, a person to me is not the person I have that has a lot of money. You know, that drives a Mercedes and, you know, it's right. fancy. That, that's not the image I have now of a successful person. The image that I have or what I think a successful person is, is the one that can manage uh, their time as they please. So if yeah. they wake up today and they say, you know what? I'm going to spend the whole day with my family or I'm going to travel somewhere or I'm gonna spend a day on the beach or I'm gonna spend a day taking photos that to me is the sign of that you 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 have made it you you are successful you know that the, the way you can manage your time on, on your own terms mm-hmm. right so that for me that's that's how I measure you know I value time now time is priceless so the for me uh, things that are going to help me save time Are the more the most precious, right? So uh, that's that's why I want to be as efficient as possible, right? To reduce the uh, the complexity out of my life, so I can focus on the things that really matter to me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, uh, one thing you can do, uh, you know, is is what I mentioned before about you know analyzing how you use your equipment, things uh, you know that uh, apply the eighty twenty. Uh, rule. The other thing is that a lot of photographers um, they say they are self-made, right? That you learn on your own, and and that's true. I mean, you can you can learn a lot of things on your own, um, but I think if you want to save time, it, it's going to take a long time for you to learn everything, right? It's, right. It's, it's it takes time. It's just you know that's that's a fact. Uh, yeah. So if you want to, it's, it's a steep learning curve right? Uh, to begin from zero. Uh, so if you want to save time, you probably, it's, it's, it's a, it's a um, good practice to attend workshops, to education. E- education is, is so key for me. It's like uh,
0: buying other people's time.
1: Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I was sa- telling you before, uh, Nate, uh, I think people uh, in their business uh, do spend a lot of time trying to save money but mm-hmm. they should be doing the opposite right they should be spending a lot of money trying to save time because you can always get money but you cannot get the time back mm-hmm. right so uh sometimes is so, dude know, that
0: is so amazing i want to print that out <laughs> that is such a good quote yeah
1: and and it's funny because it's counterintuitive right And and a lot of people you know fall in this trap of you know not doing the, you know, things that are like that, you know, if, if you do things people do all the time, you know, you're going to, you're, you're not going to stand out. You're going to be just right, part right. Of another brick on the wall. Right. Yeah,
0: totally. Um,
1: so if you want to do things differently, you have to think out of the box. I think
0: uh, I want to, I want to play not devil's advocate, but I want to help. I, I want to put my shoes in the listener's ear right now. And if I would have heard that message, when I didn't have money, when I was really living paycheck to paycheck
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I, I had a chip on my shoulder. Um, I, I would get angry about people with money. I would feel, I would judge people that drove the Mercedes or had that flexibility. I would judge mm-hmm. them because I was felt like I was working so hard yeah. just to pay rent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, let's see. I What I want to—the caveat to this is when you can invest in training. I think that there's there's some people that I've seen go from training to training and training. They buy all this if they buy these, and it it, it, sometimes it becomes like uh, similar to a gear thing, where it's like, oh, once I buy this next one, once I buy this next one, and really, I know I can tell just by listening to you and your background, it being a little bit more analytical. that one of the biggest lessons I had to learn was finishing something all the way through to completion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I did invest in a training or a project or a tool or something, there's this moment I've read in one of my other favorite books, um, the compound effect. Mm-hmm. Um, is like let's say you go, you're gonna start a new diet or you're gonna start working out or whatever it is, you don't realize you start doing all of these new things for 30 days, trying to create a new habit for yourself or your, for your business, or or let's just bring it back to you've you've hired somebody, a coach, or you've bought a training program. Um, and you, you're nervous. You're like, okay, I really trust somebody who's made it like Marco, or I really trust somebody who's made it like, um, like a lot of the photographers in the do more forum. I'm just going to follow their game plan. Right. But Mm -hmm. then you buy it, then you start implementing, then it's scary. You're doing all of these Things where you're not totally like, oh, is this going to work? Is this going to work? You're doing going to the gym for 30 days, like ah, I'm doing, I'm waking up early, all this this discomfort, but I'm not seeing any results yet. And Mm -hmm. it's in that moment that separates, I think, the the, the successful photographers from those that don't quite make it. Is they unfortunately give up right before the results come in, right. Have you seen that yourself?
1: Ah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of times. Uh, yeah, and I think, uh, you know, that's why it's so important to to have a passion for what you do. Mm. If you don't have the passion in you, uh, you're going to give up at the first inconvenience, right? It's right. like, I always say, it's like playing guitar, right? Uh, I, I, I play the guitar and I love it. Uh, I love yeah. music. Um, so I had so many friends ask me, oh, you know, uh, teach me how to play the guitar. And, you know, I said, okay. Uh, okay. So, you know, they began to learn and then they, the, their fingers hurt, right? Because you have to push the, 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 the strings, uh, on the wood and mm-hmm. it, it really hurts. Right. Uh, so, and then they, they don't continue because, because it hurts. So they not will they're not willing to go through the pain to learn because they don't love uh playing the guitar. They they want it I don't know, to get uh, you know, girls or something, right? Uh so that's that's not how it works. Uh if you have a passion for, for something, that's that's the fuel that is gonna keep pushing you when you know, bad moments or you know, through through the struggles, through the problems, right? Uh, that, that's, that's, that's what happened to me. And I think, you know, it's, it's very important for you to, uh, to be driven by, by passion, uh, by what you really like to do. And so, so yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a, there's a part I like to quote in that same book, um, the the compound effect where um, he does, he tells this story, like, imagine you're going to walk like a balance beam, Ten inches off the ground, mm-hmm. um, no big deal, right? Yeah, sure, here I'll give you twenty bucks. Of course you do it. Twenty bucks, no big deal, no risk. Okay, now imagine that same balance beam is a hundred feet up between two giant skyscrapers. Here's twenty yeah. bucks. Go walk across. <laughs> no way. There's <laughs> I'm not, yeah. no amount of money, right? I'm right. not going to walk across. But now imagine your child or somebody you love is yeah. over there, and the building is on fire. Right. Well, now no matter the money or the how you're you're going to go over there right, right. and it's when you stay in touch to uh, to your why to your passion the how doesn't matter we find a way to make to get it done and it's that that's what you would just just a piggyback on what you're saying is that that's the fuel right when if you're not passionate about it if you're not connected to why being a photographer is so. um powerful to you so so powerfully connected to who who you are and what you want to do and the difference you want to make in the world um you're not going to push through those hard moments those moments where it's painful to continue pushing on the strings and playing the notes even when it's when it's hard when when people aren't calling you when when the phone isn't ringing when you get a when you get a client that isn't happy with their images Those, yeah. those terribly painful moments, um, if you have to push through to get through the other side, um, it's really, really important to stay connected to, to what really fills you up. Okay. Yeah. This has been amazing. Um, we're going to keep talking about, uh, there's other books, <laughs> There's this new book called yeah. the story brand, but I want to take a break quick and just say, if you guys are listening and you want to learn more from Marco and you think he's got a unique style of, of helping photographers like like I think he does. Um, you want to check out the link in the show notes, go over to his website, Photography.com. There's a link for photographers and he's got a free email course that he just recently launched that just walks through the seven mistakes that he sees uh, photographers do and how you can avoid them. Um, I think he in the, in the uh, pre-show, Marco, you admitted that these are seven mistakes that you made yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give yeah. us a, a preview of what, what people can can learn from this email course.
1: Yeah, so these are actually like you mentioned things that I I did before, uh, and so I I made a um, a compilation of my mistakes, <laughs> which I think <laughs> are probably uh, most common mistakes for all photographers when when we are beginning. So right. uh, some some of them are things that we have touched on equipment, focusing on equipment. Right? We we tend yep. to think that if I have this lens, then my photos are going to be better. If I have this you know, full frame camera that costs, you know, five thousand dollars, somehow my photos are gonna be better and right. you know people are gonna hire me. And when things, you know, it I mean equipment helps uh somehow, you know, but yeah. the 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 problem is not the equipment, the problem is, is, you know, the composition. Is there all the things that are more important than that, Right. right. Composition, you know, how you use colors uh, you know, to what they say, have an eye for photography. Right. So, yeah. and that you can do with, with your, uh, with your iPhone. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I honestly, I, I know photographers, iPhone photographers that do really fantastic work with right. their cameras. Yeah. Um, so if, if you're beginning and you don't know which camera to use or what equipment to buy, just begin with your camera, with your phone, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, it
0: comes from again putting myself back there. I think yeah. it comes from an insecurity of like yeah. it's so hard to charge for this, yeah, because because I wasn't connected to the value I was in owning the value of my own time and, and owning the value of the service I was delivering, mm-hmm. and and therefore we're like grappling. Like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm like nervous. Oh gosh, what are they, what happens if they say? Why are my prices so much? Like, well, at least at least they can see the five thousand dollar camera in my hand, right? Maybe that will help them understand. <laughs> Guess what? Right. They don't care. They don't notice. Yeah. They don't care at all. Right. And it's, it's been proven time and time again that
1: I, I um, yeah,
0: it, it, even professional photographers can't pick today images shot with a a five thousand dollar camera versus oh
1: yeah, 000, I, versus a absolutely. Camera. Right. You, you know and there are even some uh, you know a, a lot of photographers they, they, their work is is great but you know this is the thing i th- I don't think uh, honestly I don't think uh, the the quality of your work is that much important to, right. be, to be honest because okay. why yeah. because yeah. I think today. In uh, in in the, in the world, uh, you know, there's a over, there's an oversaturation of images. Uh, yep. Everybody's a photographer now, right? Yeah, uh, we have yeah, yeah. iPhones. We have these apps, and that uh, you can use filters that can you know make really you know normal photos look really amazing, right? Um, so I, I think it comes down to two things. One is um, connection. How you connect with the audience you know, creating a a community, you know, how you engage with your clients, with other people. And the second thing is marketing, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this is the problem with photographers. We tend to focus a lot on the technical aspect of photography, right? Mm -hmm. Our equipment, uh, the quality of our images and things like that. And we don't pay too much attention to the other aspect of the business, the business, which are you know uh marketing sales you know that's yeah. if you, if you are running a business in, and not a hobby but a business uh i think now especially now in the world we live today uh marketing is such a key component and and when you look at at your business this way um you know things like the the book that you're mentioning right the story brand yeah. uh is so important you know to 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 make your work uh, relevant, right? Uh, in, in this in this age where people look at Facebook and scroll up, right? Like, like it's crazy. Like today, humans have five seconds of how you say attention, attention span, right? goldfish have six seconds, so goldfish are winning, right? So it's crazy. But yeah. you, you have to make yourself rele- relevant in so so many ways for, you know, your uh, equipment and the quality of your work. There's an there's analogy in the book that I think probably stuck out for you, too, as a musician,
0: where he talks about how like the, how music, how we remember a song mm-hmm. is it's a perfect analogy of how you how we can get our potential clients to remember us remember your brand and how to stand out and get them to slow down. So like he makes the analogy of if you were to just take a series of noises for 30 seconds and just random noises, uh-huh. you'd, you'd never remember them, but right. you put it together in a song and a melody and it, and it's stuck in our brain for, for years, right. right? And you'll never forget it. It's just this weird kind of, I think it is, it is connected to uh, the evolution of, of before the TV, before technology in the last hundred years. We go back thousands of years of how knowledge and information was passed down from person to person was through song yeah. and through story. Yes, And, and so I want to cut right to the tactical. I, I love having read StoryBrand. He walks you through this great, Process of polishing your message of how to communicate what it is you do in a way that your potential clients will actually hear you and want you to help them, um, and then all the way through improving your website. Mm-hmm. And what I love now is I can see in a minute, or in a second, when a photographer or another business has read.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> is funny way. because I, I i can tell the same thing you know yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing uh but so yeah what, i i love that book uh
0: i i, so I want there's so much we could talk about but yeah, again I like I going to the tactical and working our way backwards yeah what i love is the headline on your website
1: uh-huh.
0: em- empowering women one photo at a time Yes. Oh my gosh. There's no mystery. Like there's no if what, who you know. There's no mystery who this is for. Yeah. And what it is you do. Like it's just instantly clear to me. Uh, even though I'm not the target market, right? It's so beautiful, mm-hmm. so clean, so to the point. And then and then it continues down the page. Talk to me about how you the process of going through the book and and understanding and what, what maybe do you remember what your website used to say before. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I remember. It didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a you know photo, uh, and and that's it. And then it, it, I think, and this is a problem again with uh, most photographers. I think they, they their websites uh, don't have any objective, right? I mean, we tend to use our websites uh, as a way to um, to put our, our our work there, right? Yeah, it's right. Almost like it's, we're very uh, how you say, uh, selfish, not selfish, but... Uh, yeah, narcissistic, maybe. Narcissistic, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, you know, our, our website is to showcase our work and how beautiful right. our photos and are. How many awards
0: yeah. we've won and all of yeah. that.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So, and, 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 you know, that's, that's a mistake. Uh, so the website should be a way to showcase, you know, how, the, what you do. So that should be yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, you know, what problem you help to solve. Right to, right to your audience, uh, and and that's uh, a, a key. Right is is the storytelling. Right is the um, the way you know. In every story, there's a main character, and that main character always have a a problem. Right, and then he gets a resolution at the end. That's that's how it works. You know, you, you see any movie, um, mm-hmm. you can find this this pattern of you know the main character. And you know, then all of a sudden, you know, there's a struggle, and it, it is like when you when you tell um, a bedtime story to your to your kids at night, right? right. It's right. once upon a time there was this princess, but and one day, you know, and that's the problem, right? This happens, and then she, the princess has to go through the problem, and then at the end, you know, it's uh, happily uh, they live happily ever after, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the resolution to the problem. So you you have to kind of copy that model and apply it to, you know, your, your business and create a character, you know, the struggle and then the resolution. So that's what I'm trying to do with my website. And, and so, yeah, I think this works, um, for, for every business and it it works also for storytelling, right? I mean, storytelling is also another component of what I do, um, and emotion, how to, um, how emotion, I think, is is also a critical component of human interaction, yeah, uh, and especially for photographers, uh, that's what we do, right? We connect mm-hmm. with people, and and so I think that that's key, right? Yeah. So y- you can also use storytelling to connect with uh, with uh, with your clients uh, through your work, uh, you know, in your photos. And and of course in in social media. So
0: yeah, when you get clear on the the problem you're solving, we talk about attracting the right type of client, right? Mm-hmm. When, it, when you set the tone that you're not just Washington D.C.'s award-winning boudoir photographer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you attract people who just want oh like whatever, like it's just gonna be all over the board, right? But yeah. now when you are empowering women, one photo at a time it's clear you've set the tone from mm-hmm. the from the very moment they're on your site all the way through their whole journey as a client with you <clears throat> that they are the hero you're you're not the hero right you're just the guide helping them on this journey of self-empowerment mm-hmm. and and it sets it i'm imagining it sets a tone on this during the session during the consult during the sales session all of it where it's not just about the picture anymore
1: Yep, exactly. So, so you have to be uh, Joda, right? Yes. Not, not not Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is the hero. Yes. To be uh, Joda. Yes,
0: absolutely. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, thank you for being Yoda or Joda on the call today. It's been so great chatting with you, Marco. (laughs) Um, I haven't done an episode and a recording in a little while, and I tell you, this just came at the perfect time for me. It's Mm -hmm. a really good way to. Um, myself just a reminder um, all of the hard work behind the scenes and the some of the letdowns here and there um, absolutely it's it's worth it and when when I get back in touch with what really matters Um, and and there's another um, concept I'm forgetting where it comes from but I'll end here is it's easy to continue to strive forward it 's really good to look forward to all of the goals we have for ourselves and for our mm-hmm. businesses um, but we it it can really drain especially as we we get close to the end of the year. It can be kind of draining when we realize we 're missing some of the goals we've we've set for ourselves right mm-hmm. um, i'm not saying it's not healthy to set goals it is, but it's also important to make sure we 're looking back when we look back at how far we've come, um, that can be the right, that can, that, that, that's happiness, right? You're like, Oh my gosh, look at how much I have accomplished. And I, you know what? I wouldn't have accomplished this much had I not set my goals so high, had I not pushed myself into the places that are hard and uncomfortable. Um, I wouldn't have gotten this far. And so I, I do deserve to pause. And when you talked about, um, real success, um, I'm just, I'm filled with gratitude today. I, 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 last week I got an email from my daughter's t teacher being like, Oh, we need volunteers. Um, for the, that we're going to the zoo. We need chaperones. And I was really stressed when I did it. I was like, Oh gosh, can I spare a day? Can I really, I, there's so much coming up with the holidays. Can I really step away? I'm like, you know what, just do it. And I'm really doing, being more conscious about it as a result of our conversation today. How How fortunate I am, and how um, I do need to take time. I have worked hard to set up systems and teams and people so that I can walk away from the business for a day to go spend. Because I'll never get my my daughter is only going to be nine and go to the zoo Mm -hmm. one time with her school. Right? That that day's only going to happen once. Right. Right. And I'm really really glad I'm consciously choosing to to be a part of that. And Thank you for the reminder of how special that is. I really appreciate it.
1: That's great. That's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Marco, this has been
0: a blast. Guys, make sure you check out the link um, and uh, I'll put it in the show notes and on the blog post where you can go to learn more. Marco is also going to be at Camp Do More again this year. Mm -hmm. Do you want to wrap up with a quick share on what that experience was like?
1: Absolutely, <clears throat> yeah. So Camp Du is is a a camp for boudoir photographers in uh, Canada uh, near Toronto, uh, and it's just a fantastic experience. I was there uh, earlier uh, this year in June, and there is uh, around two hundred photographers, and you know the 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 speakers uh, next year is you know there's so many good photographers, and it's just really a nice experience uh, in terms of. You know, sharing knowledge—not uh, only from—you know—you're—you're you're, going to learn not only from the photographers that are uh, doing their workshops, but also from fellow photographers, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm always surprised the amount of information and tips I get from from other photographers. Uh, you know, when yeah. we, we share information, it's just—you know—the energy is is a really good vibe when 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 you are. And, uh, you know, with other people that think like you that are, are in the same wavelength, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just, you know, different. And um, it's just a really nice community. And there is a lot of fun things to do. There's, you know, a lake uh, and there are uh, bonfires every night and talent show. It, it's really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I really love it. I'm l- really looking forward to uh, camp next year. So I'm going to be there, one of the speakers. I have two classes. And... I'll be talking about, um, you know, how how you find your passion um, and how you, to connect emotion to storytelling in your work, and connecting with your clients and in social media and your website. So, uh, if you can make it there, that will be fantastic.
0: Yeah, and I'll put links to that in the show notes yeah. as well. I think people should check out. I think the the, the Facebook group um, it's it's you don't have to be a member of the forum, right? You still have to get in. It's an invite only have to get approved. They make sure Brianna does an amazing job of cultivating this amazing online community in the private Facebook group. Uh Um, And I think that's, that's one step. I think I'll say being an entrepreneur, being a photographer can be really lonely and isolating. And of course it's helpful, I think to find camaraderie and, and support from your peers both on and there's so many online places you can do it but I think it is important to pick at least one a year a place where you go in person there really is no supplement Mm -hmm. for that in-person going deep with with the people that um, that understand the challenges that you go through by yourself um, like nobody else could ever understand so marco again i think we could go on for forever i know (laughs) it's been a great episode thank you again and i look forward to uh staying in touch so thanks again for being on the show today i appreciate it
1: no thank you you nate and uh thank you very much for for the interview and uh yeah hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to each other soon
0: cheers